last time on Join the Party. The speaker is awake and has a lot to say to Tracy and Inara. She connects the dots of what actually happened during the centering, encasing the Council of Bright in an astral prison. The centering, it was a collection of people coming together. It really was a centering of our world. I see, because peace can't be achieved unless there's a common enemy. But then, an explosion. The party hustles to the top of Kiko Castle and see Alonzo, surrounded with a white-hot aura and some strange new power. He's angry, and he wants to fight. I'm done talking. I, I've been waiting to talk this whole time. We went to so many cities, and all we've done is talk. After the battle, they run through a portal that Alonzo created to escape and fall into Infropolis, a city on the move. The party stumbles into a rally for a wrestling match that is going down in a few days. The babyface Gordon Lighthammer threatens a tiefling with a large robot. Now, who could that be? Tremble, foolish mortals! The devil and her minion have arrived! Oh, it's Cole, our friendly mechanics friend, and her robopal Alabaster. Aw, yeah. I, I guess that's all that happened in this episode. That's it. Nothing about an extremely cute dog being in danger because I definitely didn't give a player of mine a dog and then imperil it. That would be mean. That's ridiculous. So let's just get the party started. Cole has spent two hours now putting on her makeup and getting ready for her press events today. But she's going to stop by and take y'all to creative first. I assume that you installed a vanity in Alabaster. Absolutely. Just so it flips out. Does Rusty just have one hand with a makeup brush? Or are there multiple attachments? It's like several come out like a, a Swiss Army knife. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. I Love think it. I can speak on behalf of Tracy and to say... He doesn't like this. That's fair. <laughs> this seems it. like an inappropriate use of sentience. Uh, sentience is a strong word for Rusty. <laughs> An alabaster appears behind you. Hi, Tracy. You know how we're different? <laughs> <laughs> we're different. You don't have to be jealous of us. On Anara's part, I'm going to be using the scarf that I use for traveling. Like, you know how everyone has just like a pashmina they use to travel with? Uh, of course. Obviously. Check all of your inventories and it says pashmina in all caps. I have three. That's weird. <laughs> it's blue, dark blue, and light blue. And blue again. So what has she done with the pashmina? Inara is going to wear oat cake like a newborn on her chest, wrapped up in the pashmina, so that no one can take her. Because it's knotted like only those infant carriers can be, and nothing's coming out of there. Cole has asked whether or not you would like to get your makeup done while she's doing her own makeup. Tracy uh, raises his hand. Absolutely, you got it, buddy. <laughs> I draw my dagger and back away slowly. Aw, but you would look so good with a smoky eye. Uh, in the meantime, Cole, why don't you make a perception check? Um, That's a six. Okay, cool. Cole, you lead everyone through downtown Infropolis. You're in full makeup, apparently. Yeah, so I think press people, media stuff. Yeah, people notice you on the way there. You sign autographs. You give high fives. You give motivational speeches. Um, you pose for pictures. I was going to ask what the fantasy equivalent of a selfie is, because I'm definitely giving those out. Uh, a robot with wings does it from a precise angle up so that everyone has their best light. That's the best. Cole, what's your one-liner when people come up to you in the street like, oh, oh my God, are you Cole? Oh, prepare to go to hell. Basically that. And how does that go down? Very uh, dark. Pretty good, because usually with people stopping me on the street, they know what my character is. They're like, okay, yeah, okay. let's go to hell. Yeah. yeah I want to go to hell. A few clerics just run up to her and be like, oh, I feel like I should do something here. Cole like, no, just shrugs. Here's, like, yeah, it's fine. Here's my robot friend. It's fine. Cole, you know that this is the building where creative is set up. So, Cole, I don't know what your relationship is with the higher-ups of your wrestling federation, but how much have you been in the presence of the company that is the Concentric Wrestling Championship? Cole has talked to writers before. She's talked to creative before. But the thing is, she doesn't get to decide what the storyline is. She can just kind of give feedback. 
Okay, so you three and Alabaster uh, walk into the front of this building, and uh, it's just a very boring-looking lobby. It's gray linoleum, there are artificial lights hanging from the ceiling, and there is a centaur standing at the desk to your left. Is there perhaps a fern? There are, like, two, but okay. they're both dying. Are they real? They're both dying. Oh, okay. oh no. So they are real, but they are No, dying. they're fake. <laughs> it's <laughs> but weird. But they're, they're still dying, yeah. It's that necrotic damage. Uh, so, so Cole, what's what's the plan? So we're gonna talk to Creative because they have some weird storyline with your dog, and we gotta make sure that if we're gonna do a weird person wins the dog match, I gotta be the one that wins. Oh, okay, but but like I, I didn't know I was coming here until today. I mean, yesterday, I guess it's just it's just been a, been a blur. Hello. The centaur says, uh, "Identification, please." I. I'm Tracy. This is the second time you've done this. Just keep people asking for your ID. This is Inara. I put one elbow on the counter, which is significantly above my shoulder, and smile. This, you know, you know Cole, I think. <laughs> Cole she's, just sighs. She, she's going to tell you to go to hell. I mean, not not personally, Mr. You smart. go to hell, but like, not that way. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you go to hell. It's time to go to hell. And Cole just shows her ID badge. <laughs> Uh, These are my guests. Can I sign them in, please? Uh, sure. Uh, Tracy! Tracy is yeah, one of my guests. That's okay. Um, yes, uh, Miss Williams, just go up, go upstairs. This is very odd. I've clasped my cloak over Oatcake's head. She's not particularly happy to not be walking around in the sunshine, but she's putting up with it for now. No, it's it's cool. It's a dog-friendly office. Uh, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, ma'am, you're going to have to leave your, your uh, dog down here. Trent, Trent, buddy, we, we talked at the holiday party. You know me. Uh, Miss Williams, I've never met you. That's uh, not true. I can tell you I'm the first. Uh, I'm just a temp here. Fair enough. There must have been someone else that I sang karaoke oh, with. Oh, Trent, you're a temp. See, what happens normally is we escort Miss Williams into the property, and we don't normally encounter any resistance from this particular desk. Um... We will be very careful not to report this to your bosses or their bosses as we go into creative. Um, it's been a pleasure. I'm Tracy, and I shake Trent's hand. Uh, roll for persuasion. Oh, I forgot we're playing Dungeons Dragons. <laughs> oh, she can't just say things. Oh no, deception, oh nerds. No, this is per. I think this is persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Brandon. Brandon. It was a four. Oh, oh nerds. Plus zero for four. Oh. Uh, uh, but like me being Tracy was very persuasive. Right? No, you you as Brandon, very good. Yeah. Tracy, not so good. Cool. Uh, it's still the policy that I need to just see everyone's. Like, you can just sign in. It's not. I don't. I'm just a temp. I'm a security temp at the front desk. This is a, you. This is as limited resistance as you're going to get. And as you can see, we did sign in. Yeah, That's all true. do you need There's a paw print just... from the dog? Again, ma'am, please leave the dog here. There's no dog. Do you have kibble? There's. Why would I? Do you have kibble? Why would I have? Do you kibble? have treats? I do not require treats. Then why would we leave our dog with you? If you have no food or water for my dog, then you would be violating the Fidopolis, and by which I mean Concentra. Uh, animal handling statute of last year. I want to roll deception because I have a plus nine modifier. All right, so you're going to roll deception. Yeah, you're going to okay. roll deception. Eight plus nine for a 17. Yeah, uh, Trent sighs deeply and stomps his left hoof two times and says, <laughs> uh, okay, just don't tell anybody. I just, this is a, I, I am part of an internship program with horse. I just don't tell any of my professors. Listen, Trent, buddy, if anyone gives you any problems, just tell them Kathy and HR said it was fine. Oh, yeah. She's like half dragon, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, I know. Like, is she actually half dragon? That wasn't a burn. No, like she, she actually No, okay, is. that makes, it's that like makes a, a lot It's like sense. a copper one, That's very I think. dangerous. I don't know. She's very scary. Mm -hmm. All right, just go. Just go in. Go. Right. Do you know Onion? Bye. <laughs> what? Banjo. <laughs> 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 and the elevator door closes. Yeah. Okay. So the four of you are in the elevator. It goes up and up. And the doors open up to a reception area. And there is a very large emblazoned logo of the CWC. It's like, it's 
brash and bold and red and blue and black. Uh, but everything else is extremely drab. It's just an office. <laughs> and uh, at the front desk is a uh, young elven woman. And you can see as you walk in, there is a door to your right that is past the desk. I want you all to make perception checks, and I will hold this perception check for the entirety of what we're doing. Oh, that one's better. It's a 16. Okay. I, I did good, Eric. I got 17 plus 2 for 19. Whoa. Well, that's, that's good, Brandon, because this time I got a 4. Oh, hey. oh, no. Well, Nara, here's the thing. Uh, the woman at the front, she cute. <laughs> oh, no. Is she is she relentlessly confident and not too friendly? <laughs> <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. Uh, hi. Welcome to uh, Concentra Wrestling Championship Infropolis Outpost. Uh, how can I help you? Louisa, right? Oh, make a deception check. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh my god, I hope you get I'm this. I'm gonna pick. Uh, well, that's another four. I hate these dicey games, right? <laughs> I have a whole so box here for it's you. It's a six. I don't want your dice. <laughs> here, give me mine. No? Did we, did we not sing karaoke at the holiday party? You sang karaoke with so many people. That's true. So maybe, but I, that's not, no, okay, that's not I'm me. sorry. What is your name? Who do you have an appointment with? I have a, an appointment with the creative team. We have a meeting at 1030. Which, uh, who are you? I, I, I'm Cole. Okay, Cole. And Cole Alabaster. what? Cole and Alabaster. Williams. Ah, Cole and Alabaster Williams. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. She'll send you to hell and you'll enjoy it. Hi, I'm Anara. Yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm in hell. I'm Tracy. <laughs> yeah oh um yeah i have you down an appointment for 5 p.m today no it was 10 30 oh that's right i did follow up and said that it had to get moved from 5 p to 5 p.m but nobody picked up yeah did you call me after i left my house when did, Just when because did you, you left call? your house does not mean that it is my responsibility that you are not there to pick it up. But the creative team does have a lot to do today, so they ha can only talk at 5 p.m. Also, this is the outpost office. There aren't a lot of people, and this is all that I can do for you. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Okay, okay, okay. I oh, have, are I'm... they are they like super busy? Are they are they like doing stuff about the city? Yeah, they're doing stuff. No, I mean like, are they like out and about on site visits or something really exciting? Yeah. Uh, like, like where? I don't. Um, I'm kind of new here, and I just was wondering where all the cool receptionists <laughs> and creatives hang. She's actually one of our new signees. Okay. So she's kind of just interested in seeing what what everything's like around here. Could you tell from the faux hawk and the cartilage piercings and the, the cute sidekick? And then I flip my coat over my shoulder to show, okay. No, no, you're not supposed to have a dog in Why is there a dog in here? She's my sidekick. Alabaster's here. No offense, that Alabaster. That's true. It's her gimmick. I am also a gimmick. Oh, uh, her, Alabaster. Uh, her ring name is actually Sapphire Anarchy. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess you can go on in if you want to see what it's like here. Thanks. I'll be back. Okay. All right. See you later. All right. So let's walk through the door and see who's hanging out. Okay. Uh, you open the door and there is another exactly the same desk with the same logo. Well, there is a different person sitting in front of this. This is oh, a, no, uh, we truly are in hell. <laughs> there is a uh, kobold with slicked back hair. Uh, sitting at the desk. I, I learned from my mistake. Do they have a name tag on their desk? I do have a name tag. What is the name? It's Havermeyer. Havermeyer. Yes. You can guess the first name or a last name. I don't know. You want to risk it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> risk it for the biscuit, my friend. Um, excuse me. Do you have an appointment? We do. We have one with Creative at five o'clock. Havermeyer, right? We we did karaoke at the holiday party. Wait. This was. Wait. Yeah, we're we're just on our way through. We're just uh, your your colleague in the front. Let us know that we can just go ahead in. Uh, which colleague? The one at the front desk, my dude. Uh, we're all at the front desk. Uh, fuck! I hate this office so much. Wait, 
I would say the beautiful one, but I don't want to harass anyone in their workplace. So the colleague next to you, you know That's what I mean? a weird thing to say to a person just what at the front you? desk. We're on our way through. And then Inara continues to walk toward the door. Uh, you can't go in there if you don't have an appointment. We do have an appointment. Uh, With creative. You... We were just told we can go inside to wait. Okay. Well, I mean, I could just check in my book here. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I guess you have an appointment at five. Well, then come back at five. I mean, it's going to probably take us a while to get to the office that we want to get to, huh? It's a good point. Yeah, you should probably just go on through. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Is there like a code word or something we can use in the future if we need to go on through? What? Bye. And I keep fucking. What is happening? As you walk through the next door. Yeah, this office looks exactly the same. I hate this. And there is another receptionist here. And I want to die. Tracy and Cole make investigation checks. Nine uh, plus two. Non-natural 20? Okay, oh, cool. God. Cole, you walk right to the front desk and look at the receptionist's name tag, and their name is Lawrence. Lawrence, I've learned from my mistakes. We have a meeting at five <laughs> o'clock, but we need to see creative now, please. Okay, well, if you just take a seat right here, that should be fine. Say, say that one more time. Well, if you just take a seat right there, it should be fine. I know I, I will look into them just going to drop Is them. there reading material or like? Where Where is their office, actually? I just want to see where I'm going. Is something visualized, get in the zone? You know what I mean? Is there another door? Like, is there more than one door? I mean, there's a door that it has right here that you can go through at, at later at this point. Is, is there another, another reception desk through that door? Yes, there is another reception desk in there to get to the end of. Is, uh, is, there, is there a room in here that is not a reception desk? Eventually, yes, that is entirely true. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Tracy, with a non-natural 20, you notice that to the left of the reception desk, there is a table that is stacked high with uh, Highlights Magazine, which exists in my fantasy world. <laughs> Tracy tears into one. But before you reach to it, you notice that behind this table, you see the outline of a door that is right inside of the wall. Ah, so Tracy, quote unquote, pretends that he's super into these magazines. Sure. And he's just like, <laughs> who would be? Who Why would you do highlights? This? So he like reads like, I don't know, all of them really quickly. And, and he then, does like, all of the matches to figure just, out which one, which of these seven things are here and not here. Which one's Goofus and which one's Gal? Who knows? Oh my God. And then there's a door there. Weird. Anara and Cole, uh, there's a door here. Do you want to do the thing? I'm sorry, nobody can go, can go through that door. That is only for official personnel only. I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait for, saying, for so 5 p.m. I'm going to go through the door now. How would you like to go through the door? I'd like to open it. Okay, how would you like to do that? Calmly. Okay, <laughs> you try to push against where you see the outline of the door, and it does not budge. Lawrence, my friend. Hello. My buddy. I have recently met you. How do I open this door? Why? I mean, I can. I will open it for you, but only if you have an appointment. I have an appointment. At five p.m. Yes, I remember. What's the next appointment on your book? Uh, I'm sorry, that is exclusive information. I cannot tell you that. No, but and Tracy looks over his shoulder onto his book. That one. That's me right there. Okay, there is a twelve o'clock appointment, and it says lunch in big letters. Yeah, my name is Lunch. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Lunch. Oh, uh, you recently said you were Tracy. What is your doctor in? Doctor Tracy Lunch. Um, why don't you <laughs> make, make, a make a deception <laughs> check? And I'm <laughs> lunch. Tracy Lunch. Oh my no, god! Oh my god! Come on! It's the same dice too. Do you get another four? Yeah. Oh, I but... did get another four. That's what oh, happened no. to me. I switched uh, dice. No, uh, you are not lunch. Lunch is what we do every day at noon. But this this person right here to my right. And Tracy gestures randomly off to everyone next to him. <laughs> okay. They are Dr. Tracy Lunch. Okay, but you just said that you were Tracy Lunch. Uh, Tracy. A, so where we're from, everyone has similar names. It's, I get a lot of people can't hear the difference, but like when when I say it, in a certain pronunciation, and when someone else says it, it has different meaning. You know? And that's because 
Tracy here is the official spokesperson for Dr. Tracy Lunch. And in our gestures at Oatcake. I'm so, ma'am, let me get this straight. You're saying that this robot man... Rude? Who is also next to this other robot man... Also rude? Is the representative on behalf of this dog that has acquired a doctorate in and is called Dr. Tracy Lunch. Is that correct? I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have to call security. Um, I don't know how they do it here in Infropolis, but that sounds pretty classist against druids. There are no druids here. I just only see all of the people who are in front of me. Dr. Lunch takes offense to that. Dr. Lunch is a druid? Yeah. Why do you think she needs a mouthpiece while she's in this form? Oatcake's tongue is lolling out and she's panting happily. <laughs> okay. Yeah, make a deception check. Thirteen. All right, fine. I'll send you up to my manager. And the, uh, the, the door next to you opens up. Wait, is that the one behind all the highlights? No. Um, well, um, I was hoping we could take this route. We need to be pretty direct, and I think it would be pretty unfortunate if we had to talk to management about the unfortunate discriminatory practices here. Dr. Tracy Launch has a very big meeting to go to now. And you don't want to imagine if your boss comes down here and they're like, why did Dr. Tracy launch? Like, Mr. Meeting. They're like, what did you do? And we're like, well, we were here and we were waiting. And then, like, you were like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, we tried to get through, but you were like, blah, 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 blah. And then Dr. Lunch couldn't go through her quarterly earnings report because we only had four hours. Oh, wow, not five before the next meeting, which is also us. And you know who pays your bills? Those earnings. Earnings, man. That's all you have to know. Oh, I don't get paid nearly enough for this. Okay, fine. The Aarakocra pushes a button underneath their desk, and the door that Tracy is standing in front of slides open to the left. Oatcake's drool drips onto the carpet. <laughs> a big yawn happens. <laughs> you know, in a lot of countries, that's worth, like, millions. Bye. Please please leave. Goodbye. Please leave before anybody else sees it. Cole just shoves everyone towards the door. Good. Okay. So you... Can we beat your puzzle, Eric? You did something. All right. Um, <laughs> so you you four walk through this uh, winding hallway. It's like, you know, like on an express subway, how it feels like you're like skipping stations. It feels like you're doing this in this hallway. Oh, no. You're are like there walk- like small windows into other waiting rooms? Yeah, and you see other people are <laughs> at different waiting rooms that are ahead of you. And finally, there is a door at the end of the hall that is metal and has uh, two bars on it. You push open the heavy metal door at the end of the hall, and you walk into what looks like a rec room. There are uh, lazy boy chairs everywhere, and a pool table, and a foosball table, and like a big table that has uh, all these pens and pencils, and notebooks and chairs, and inside is a bear. Like a like a like a rah rah bear. Yeah, like a big bear, a big, brown, two eared, four legged bear. Do they seem angry? No, they seem surprised that you that you've looked upon them. And uh, the bear is sitting on a beanbag chair on the floor. Do I recognize the bear? Uh, From the holiday party. <laughs> oh my did god! You, did she too carry you guys, with this bear? You guys did a duet at the holiday party. All right, Cole. I want you to roll a history check. Oh. And I want you to remember if you sang with this bear at a ho- at the holiday party. Is that wisdom or intelligence, people? Intelligence. Uh, that's an 18. Okay. Within 18, you realize that you did, in fact, sing karaoke with this bear at the holiday party. And this bear's name is Milligan. Oh. And Milligan is the head writer of CWC. But you have never seen Milligan outside. You've never talked to them about work before. You've only seen them at this holiday party. Milligan, buddy, what's up? Cole, oh my god, I didn't even know you were here on this tour. That's so wild. I know, right? They had me fighting Gordon Lighthammer. It's ridiculous. I know. 
I, I wrote it. So actually, that's kind of what I'm here about. I mean, we don't have an appointment until five. I know, but it's kind of important, and you know, I have press later, so it's kind of a big deal. We just wanted to like prioritize the stuff that's good for the company. Hi, this, I'm Inara. This okay, is Inara. Inara. That's Tracy. And Tracy. They would actually be really good recruits if we could like manage them to get to stay. But I don't also, know. we you have a job. Out. I just. Uh... I'm really expensive. That's true. Well, I have never seen. Tracy before, but I recognize you. That's rude. You're the girl with the tug. I was on TV. So yeah, that's the thing. Uh, uh, Mr. Head Writer, sir. Um, sir, Mr. Head Writer, sir, was my father. Just call me Milligan. He had oh, better ratings did, than you did. did. Did your father work here too? No, he was a bear. C- was keep like, up. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Alright, this... Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little I'm a little starstruck because I really just love your work and I'm a big fan. Okay. I'm a fan of Coles for like I don't know how time passed in this universe. Like a year, probably at least three story arcs. So, um, <laughs> anyway, I just showed up yesterday. We're here looking for our friend. He um, had kind of a an episode, I guess you could say, and he ran away from home. And we're just trying to bring him back before he's able to hurt himself or anyone else. And uh, I, I show up to to say hi to my friend Cole, and. Then suddenly someone's saying that my dog isn't mine. And and that's just not true. And I don't know why why Mr. Golden uh, uh, Screwdriver thought that this was his dog or this was part of the story. But it's it's not. She's she's my she's my companion. She she's really the only only person I, I have. Um, Ouch. I was about to shoot you a sympathetic glare. <laughs> I yes, mean, glare. Ouch, my toe. I stopped it. And um, we just wanted to come to you and talk about it because I, I get that he said it and I get that you probably need to do something with it. But I am here and I am quick and I am stabby in a, in a, in a way with safe knives and um, I am willing to help. But this is we're not up for grabs. Yeah, Milligan, buddy, like. I understand. I know that wasn't your angle incorporating the dog for a, whoever wins keeps the dog match. But if it's not something you're super invested in, I really got to insist that I win that match. Uh, I guess it's one of these meetings, huh? Also, I wanted to bring you a baked delicacy from the Great Green. And Inara brings out a handkerchief full of oatcakes. And she bows on one knee and presents it to Mulligan. How did you know? How did you know I was just going to get up for snacks? <laughs> I, I mean, ev- everyone needs snacks all the time, and these are my best snacks. That's very true. That's very true. Everyone does need snacks all the time. That's my motto. I live by that. Whoa, me too. Uh, Mulligan reaches out with a meaty paw and uh, grabs the the cakes from your hand and just throws them into his mouth. Handkerchief and all? Yeah. It, it, that's fine. It's biodegradable. It's probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see nice and all, but, uh, you know, I mean, the creative process just kind of takes me where I need to go. So, I mean, I can't. It, it's one of the. If it's going to be one of these where you guys got. Tracy, buddy. Oh, sorry. What? You did that. You did that a lot. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely. So, you know, since, you know, I, if you're going to just come in here and tell me what you want to do, I mean, people come in here all the time and tell me what they want to do, so I can't just, like, make it happen. I mean, Gordon should not have went off script. That was bad. I did not, you gotta follow the thing that I lay out for, this whole thing just goes awry. Then the bear uh, picks up a pair of glasses that are on the table and puts them on and sits down on one of the desk and one of the office chairs. Are those new prescriptions? No. Oh, no. They look good. They, are they different since the holiday party? Yes. They thank you for thank good. you for noticing. That you're was welcome. very that was very nice mm-hmm. for you. And I know exactly what you're doing. People come in here all the time and tell me what tell me what they want to write. What they want to happen to them. Listen, I have been with the company for a while now, and I have asked for nothing. This is one little thing, one little win that I need so that this dude doesn't steal a dog from my friend. I think it's kind of ridiculous that that's even an option. Well, I mean, that dog is canon. What does that mean? Billigan spins around on the office chair 
and slides over to a file cabinet and he pulls out uh, a bunch of posters and he lays them out on the table and each one has oatcake in a different victorious pose. There's one, there's one that's like green and oatcake is like on two legs, rearing back. There's another one with oatcake with a boxing gloves around her neck. Uh, and she's panting and looks very adorable. Uh, there's one where Oatcake is on top of a cliff and there's a dramatic explosions in the back. Is she wearing sunglasses in that one? Well, that in the fourth one, she's wearing sunglasses. Oh, good. This was like a huge storyline for me like five years ago. Five years ago? Yeah. Oatcake. Well, <laughs> I guess I should call her what her real name is. I mean, Lucius has been in the show, like, for a whole season five years ago. We had all these printed up. Everyone loves the dog. Everyone loves the dog. I'm so, I, what am I supposed to do? Dog v. Dog. Yeah. Seems like really lazy writing, honestly. Okay, you know what? Uh, that's just, that's okay. just, you see, uh, okay, you know what? I am still a bear, and okay. I can still okay. do bear okay. things to okay. you. Okay. Okay. Eat some salmon. Mulligan. Yeah. I, I eat your face like a salmon. Mr. Mulligan. Oh, Milligan. Mr. Milligan. Okay. We also have beef with someone called Salmon. There is a history of deception, and I can tell you that I don't really like that much. I'm sure no one really asks you, what do you want? How can we help you? I want this show to go well. So. So how would it go, maybe, if Oatcake here, who has rebranded good good and and taking on a new identity she's, she's having a heel turn she had a heel turn whoa is a bad dog a turn it's a bad dog and what if she defeats both wrestlers <gasps> oh no gloves no help no nothing she just defeats them and then vanishes off into the mist. So you want the dog to win a wrestling match. Right, for her own freedom. Who can't identify with that? Uh, you have to win your own autonomy. You have to be your own person, no matter what your species is, what your gender is, what your background is, what you may or may not have done in the past. You deserve recompense. Oatcake jumps out of your arms and uh, flops on the floor. <laughs> is she doing a little a little dust bath in the dusty carpet? Yeah, she is. See, she loves it. So as Anara does that impassioned speech, Tracy, you hear from behind you something go. I turn very slowly around, making sure to seem super casual okay so you turn <laughs> good so you turn around and there is nothing behind you so the room is a rectangle and you walked in through the door and now you are facing the far long wall everything seems still there's yeah. no movement there's no movement and you continue to hear the sound i'm gonna walk up towards the wall and maybe put my ear against it okay is it louder? Yeah, as you get closer and closer. Uh, and Milligan stands up and says, Hey, hey, let's... Uh, that. Sorry, that is the writing side of the office. I need to keep it clean so that all the, when the writing happens, this is also my writing artist space. Just come over. I would... This is my space. Please, just come back over here. Tracy. Um, oh, oh tr Tracy, Tracy, don't let your hands slip. Onto my axe and then cut the wall down? Just don't let that happen. Oh, no. Tracy, his left foot, swings out from his normal position, and then his arm goes back to steady himself. But, oh, no, what's that? He's got an axe in his hand, and he comes out, and he swings it on the wall, and there's a hole in the wall. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I like how you guys spent so much time trying to make Dr. Lunch happen, <laughs> but now Tracy's like, yeah, I swing at the wall when I hear something. <laughs> Good, great. Good Dungeons He's and Dragons. He's trying not to trip. <laughs> I tried. It was Trips such... and falls are important at his age. And Tracy says, oh, it was such a mistake. Oh, what have <laughs> I done? Do you have insurance? I'll pay for this damage. Oh, no. Okay, I want you to make a... 
Oh my god. I want you to make an attack roll, because ordinarily I would give this to you, because you're just attacking the wall, but you're trying to make this happen. So make an attack roll against the wall. 17. Okay. With a 17, you <laughs> you accidentally... Drive your axe. Accidentally. Accidentally. Oh. Accidentally. Now Julie has to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you accidentally drive your axe into the wall, and Milligan gets down on all fours and growls at you. And uh, Oh, what have I done? So right now your axe is just in the wall. Oh, no. I pulled my axe back out. Okay. Do you like accidentally twist and cut on your way out? Yeah, absolutely. What have I done? <laughs> All right. So and then Tracy pulls the axe out. Everyone hears now. And Tracy, you hear much louder. Can you even get this wallpaper anymore? Who knows? And Tracy, as you're facing towards the wall, you see one large yellow fishy eye pushed up against the wall and looking right at you. Uh... Tracy gets behind Milligan. Okay, so nobody. All right, so nobody say anything. Everyone, be quiet right now. And the fishy eye re- moves backwards, and you see the full face attached to that eye. And I want you to imagine that it's like a fish face with pointy teeth. And big yellow eyes and gills on either side. And it leads down into a stubby human body. And you see one webbed hand reach through the crack at you. Don't say anything. Hey, it's Eric. Did you know that people are more likely to cry on airplanes? It's scientifically proven that our brains have a hard time dealing with the fact that we're in a metal tube just flying through the air at thousands of miles per hour and we can't do anything about it. So, if you're airborne and you feel the tears start welling up, don't fight them, embrace them. This is a chance for you to cry and no one can really say it because science is what's telling you to do it. So you can watch anything, an episode of a sitcom, like the middle 30 minutes of Ready Player One, just that map that has the plane swooping across the U.S. that keeps updating every few seconds, just drop some tears. Welcome to the mid-roll. The flight attendant brought you extra snacks. Hello, hello, hello to our newest patrons, Michael, Alana, Orion, Jennifer, Ethan, Katie, and Irisilla. As you are listening to this, we have just come back from PodCon, which was lovely and amazing and made us grow three sizes on the inside. A few of us were even on some panels, like I was with Griffin McElroy, and it's fine. I'm definitely keeping it together, and it's totally fine. It was great. Your support has helped us travel and go to Seattle in the first place because plane tickets and hotels cost money. If you'd like to support us getting in front of people and spreading the good word of inclusive D&D play, please pledge to support Join the Party at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. I'd love to take this time to recommend a new Dungeons & Dragons podcast for you to add to your podcast feed. You should be listening to ARCs. ARCs is an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast in which three unlikely comrades journey across a mystical realm in search of a famed relic. Pretty basic, right? Maybe episode description, but I want to hear more. Well, dear reader, that's only the beginning. Oh, see, it addressed what I was talking about. That's so great. Thank you, Jordan. Featuring radio-style production, original music, and a lightning fast pace, ARCs is the perfect show for anyone looking for a hearty sip of comedy, drama, intrigue, and sometimes a dog. And if that is not enough, okay, this is Eric talking. This is not the episode description anymore. It also has Lauren Shippen and Brigham Snow of the Bright Sessions, which we all know are super amazing. And Jordan the DM is awesome and obviously did a ton of prep. And there's a dog in the first few episodes. I don't know what else you want. So just go to wherever you get your podcasts and search for ARCs, or you can follow them on Twitter at ARCsPod. 
We are sponsored this week, as we are every single week, by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. I just got a really interesting board game from one Julia Shafini. It's called Nyctophobia. There are plenty of board games out there that simulate the inability to see. But what about a game where you actually can't see because you're blindfolded for realsies? In Nyctophobia, all of the players except for one are blindfolded, with a player who can see taking on the role of the hunter trying to chase down everyone left in the dark. This is unique and creepy and made by a female designer, so this is extremely Julia, and I am so ready to tackle this game. I don't know where she got it, but I can only assume that she got it at 27 Store in Brooklyn, New York. You can pick up other amazing board games like Nyctophobia at 20sidedstore.com or in person in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off. That is 20% off! Like the the name of the store! 20 and 20! 20% off 20 sides of the D&D... Alright, you guys get it. That is 20, the full word, sidedstore.com, and use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY. And now, let's get back to the show. I'm going to roll a history check. You want to know what Or an arcana check. Do you want to make an arcana check? A 16 plus 2 and 18. Okay, cool. They're called Koa Toa. Koa Toa. Mm -hmm. And you know that these angry little fish boys come in large packs. And you notice that as... The Koa Toa that was pushed up against the crack in the wall moves backwards. Even in the small slit that Tracy cut into the wall, you can see that there's like 10 fish boys running around in a kiddie pool. Cole looks at Inara and then looks at Tracy and just yells, O-Cake is going to win the match! <laughs> Eric, is it a literal kiddie pool? Yeah. Like, as the, and you see that there, there's, there's a crack and it was a one-way window. Oh, wait, I can't win. I can't. Okay, going to win the match. No, no, I need, please, I need literally all of you to please be quiet. I, no, 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 please stop, stop. I'm going to pull the stick of fetching out of the side pocket in my bag and toss it. Okay, uh, as soon as you pull out the stick, okay, turns around and looks at the stick. And, and you put tail wagon. Yeah, and you and you shake it to the right. And, okay, looks to the right. And you shake it to the left. And you just look at the left. And you toss it. And um, it's go, it sails over Oatcake's head, and then it disappears. And then Oatcake runs at it and jumps and pop, disappears. All right, she's safe. Let's get to it. Okay. And I'm going to pull out my daggers. What are we getting to? I don't think we need to fight these things. <laughs> Just like, I know what they are. They're called Koatoa. When you tell them things and there's a bunch of them, they just make up stuff. They make things, like, happen. And Cole, you hear the distinct sound of large mechanical equipment explode. Oh, Oatcake is going to win. She is the master of her own destiny. No, please she stop talking about this. this is destroy so... Mr. Lighthammer, and she is going to reign supreme, and no one is ever going to have to come after her because she will be an international dog of mystery, and no one is ever going to have to talk to her again because her name's Oatcake, and she lives with me. And I get free nachos at the event. Also, soup rivers in every city state. Every city state! I think that might be too much. We need to... A- valuable water supply these were in ranked order and oat cake is the most important one also i can get you nachos at the event for free then the nachos then the nachos free nachos forever nacho river you hear the uh, sound of the Koatoa are stopping through the kiddie pool and going hum, 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 hum. louder and louder and louder and here you hear more and more explosions coming from the other side of the broken one-way mirror so I think this was a really successful meeting with creative everyone, and I think we should go because I have press right now. We need to leave. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I mean, not many. They should not. All of them shouldn't have heard that at the same time. It's too much. It's too much. Well, that's what you get for using Croatoa. I'm just a bear. I don't know how to write. I freaking knew it. Then why are you head of creative, Milligan? Believe in yourself, man. It's the glasses, right? People disrespect you. I'm literally a bear. <laughs> And the splashing stops. And through the crack in the wall, 
you see all of them are looking forward and you hear a very very loud growl guys i think we might have made a mistake i want you all to roll dexterity saving throws well that's a no that's a three my friend Uh oh 13 11 Thousand. Uh, you hear the growl and you see Milligan hit the deck onto his bare belly. Nice, nice. What up? And the the wall that was separating you and the Koatoa explodes forward, and all of you take eleven points of damage. And there's a, a massive hole where the wall used to be. And standing in front of you, growling, drooling, with a long pink tongue lolling out, is a ten-foot-tall French bulldog. <gasps> Hi, my name's Anari. Can I be your friend? The massive dog growls in your face. And it smells very bad. This is a pretty good heel turn, though. I think all of us need to leave right now. Let's run. And now you're going to put some really some jazzy ass music under it. (laughs) Here's how you running away is going to work. The dog is always going to run 60 feet per turn and is going to try to catch up with you. All of you get the option to dash, but one of you can choose to do an action instead of dashing. And as you remember, dashing is your full speed times two. So Tracy would be 80, a Cole would be 60, and then Anara, whatever you're doing, 80 if you're on the grind machine, right? Each stage, one of you gets a chance to do an action, but only one of you can. The rest of you will dash instead. Awesome. All right. Stage one, the hallway. You have a 50 feet head start on the massive dog. Uh, Milligan, he runs headfirst into the heavy metal door, and uh, oh no, is he okay? Oh yeah, and then he He's just keeps going. He just keeps going. You three, with Alabaster trailing behind, sprint through the door. The massive oak cake shoves itself through the tiny door and follows behind. Who's gonna take an action? I think that'll be me. All right. I let my companions run past me, including Milligan and Alabaster, and take a, a pose with like one hand in front of me, one foot behind and I tear the dog patch off of my cloak using my dagger and hold it out in front of me. Yay! Dog patch, dog, dog patch, patch, dog patch, dog patch, dog patch, dog patch, dog patch, dog patch. Anara, like the patches you pulled off before, you put one hand behind the dog patch and you feel like you're literally pulling something forward as you rip this off of your robe. And as you fully remove it and toss it in front of you, a spectral bulldog appears in between you and Oatkick. Cerberus! They're like 50 feet tall. No, it is just a regular sized doge that has three heads and is like all blue and ethereal. And they like get right up in each other's faces and then just like growls at each other. And each, both of them are at a dead stop. They are locked and eyes at each other. Amanda, I want you to make an animal handling check and I'm gonna give you plus five. 17 plus one plus five is a 23. All right, Isla rolled lower than that. Okay, so as uh, the massive oat cake tries to take one step forward, the ethereal three-headed dog shifts to the left and tries to take with his other hand and it shifts to the right and then the bulldog backs away and uh, comes to sit at your feet. Anara, if you mess up or you get within attacking range by the massive monster, this Cerberus will protect you for one time. It's a solid pup. I am promptly going to turn and run toward my companions and the doge can follow me. Okay. Are you on the grind machine? I am on the grind machine, so my speed is now 40 instead of 30. All right, you're all running. I want you all to make, uh, just roll the d20. That's a six. A two. Now, in the course of Brandon, this... what did you roll? And now, in the course of human events, I got a crit one. Oh, nuts! So all of you are running down the hallway. All of a sudden, someone throws open a door and sticks their head out, and it is the Eric Coker from before with a very deep voice. 
What are all you doing here? God damn it, Lawrence! I just don't know what's happening. And oh my god, there's such a long dog there! Help us escape, Lawrence! Is there a trap door or something? What? No, this is the trap door. Lawrence, what's your fire plan? This is a this is a fire marshal emergency. Just get out of here! I don't know what to do with And I'm gonna subtract 20 feet from all of you. Ah, oh, thanks, That's Sam. That's most of my stuff. You're great. We're friends. Let's <laughs> hang out afterward. I can get ramen. <laughs> I do want ramen. All right, Anara, you are 10 feet ahead of the monster, but you have your ethereal doge. Cole, you have 30 feet, and Tracy, you are a cool 50 feet ahead of the dog. Stage two, the stairs. Hey, you know what really helps when you're going downstairs? Going what slowly and carefully. Light. Oh, oh no. True. Cole cast darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, you kick open a heavy door and you start running down just these like back entrance stairs. Uh, Cole, <laughs> Cole, you turn around and you cast uh, this magical darkness. What does it look like when you cast magic? It kind of looks like when you drop ink into water, it hits there and then it spreads out and there's just nothing that can penetrate it. Nice. I like it. Like from your hands? Yeah. Nice. Unfortunately, Anara and Alabaster are behind you. So Anara, make a dexterity saving throw. And I'm going to make one for Alabaster and for the Big Doge. I got a 15 plus 7 for a 22. That's very good. Okay. I got a 5 for oh, Alabaster. No. Oh, wow. My poor boy. Darlin. Oh, no. Is he not pale enough that he glows a little in the dark? Not in magical darkness. <laughs> uh, but the dog also rode pretty poorly. Good. So, Anara, you keep your feet under you, and you stay low to the ground like a rogue should. So mm. weird. Weirdly, I do some things rogue should sometimes. That's true. You hear a very loud metal just clunking down the stairs and then loud, soft thumps oh. of the dog just oh. tumbling down the stairs. Oh, Alabaster, buddy. I'm so sorry. Okay. Alabaster takes his time down the stairs and does very well. Oh. He tried. There's so many rolls happening He there. really, really got hurt. Different Alabaster dice. Alabaster takes 11 points of damage. Oh, I oh. can also fix him. The dog tumbled down the stairs, keeping some space in between you and the massive dog. I want you all to roll another d20. That's a 10. 12. I got a crit one. Oh, oh no. Anara is so confident that she uh, can run down the stairs with, no matter if she can't see or not, and she doesn't even have to touch the guardrail that she turns back to look how the massive oatcake is doing, and she loses her footing. I want you to make a dexterity saving throw right now. 11 plus seven, 18. Okay, how do you catch yourself when you fall? So I'm on the grind machine, I'm going downstairs, I am, I sure am. And I guess I forgot that because uh, the grind machine kind of catches a lip of one of the stairs and I somersault forward, but manage to sort of land like on my back, grab the grind machine on top of uh, like over my head, plunk it down, somersault back onto the grind machine, kick off. Nice, just like a 360 Christ air. Good. Wow, that's some Tony With a little, a little floor involved. But yeah. And like you connect it with a manual and then you do like a 360 nose flip. Yep, I hit B B B B R L R A <laughs> down up left. And then I'm good. All right, and scene. Tracy is far ahead of the pack, 70 feet away. Cole and Anara are 30 feet away, and Alabaster is trailing behind 20 feet with the big doge bearing down on them. Yeah, but I was trying. I was trying really hard. <laughs> My poor son is trying his best. Yeah, and you still have a spectral doge behind you. Okay. Okay. Uh, stage three, the lobby. Tracy, you kick open the next door and you are led back to the lobby where Trent is like, oh, did you get- Trent, there's a large dog trailing behind us and we need to leave immediately. I said no dogs. What are you doing with dogs? It's not it couldn't dog. agree more. It's they a literally dog. just said no dogs. Goodbye, Trent. And as Trent says, I said no dogs. The massive, the massive bulldog, the massive French bulldog just busts through the wall. And Cinder he's like, blocks. No dogs. Oh, Trent. All right, does anyone want to do an action? Inara's going to take a magic marble out of the bag of them in the side pocket of my pack and 
I'm going to turn around, stop in my tracks, hold it up. And both Cerberus and the big doggo look at me. And I'm going to say, huh? Huh? You want it? And fetch! And I'm going to throw it onto the other end of the lobby. Thanks, Serb. Turn around and run. Okay, I want you to make an animal handling check. It is, is a four plus one for a five. Okay. Everything you said is true. The massive French bulldog jumps for it and busts through the wall on the far side of the lobby. And Trent goes, no, my wall. You all make a break for it. You Sorry, guys are, Trent. You guys are fully out of the building. This is very much like an office park district. There are alleys that snake in between all of the buildings, but really there's one main street that heads back towards the way you can. There are like some street vendors, um, but there aren't a lot of stores. It's like, this is where people go in Infropolis to go to work. So as you three are running by one of the street vendors, you all hear, no, my fire sauce! And uh, flames burst out of the meat cart, and I need all of you to make a dexterity saving throw. God. That's a 12. 15. Um, three. Jesus. <laughs> Cole and Tracy, you are too busy looking at the meat cart because you're a little bit hungry and you get scorched and both of you take eight points of damage. God damn Is it at least like a flavorful heat? Oh, you got a nice braise going. Uh, and Inara, you uh, definitely jump out of the way of the flames. All three of you hear more loud, low growling and the massive oatcake has burst back onto the street, holding the tiny marble in its mouth, and it is making a beeline towards Anara. In retrospect, there's a choking hazard, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it closes the gap between uh, the building and Anara, and Cole, Alabaster, and Anara are all gonna get attacked. Uh, so I rolled a 20, so everybody takes uh, 30 points of damage. That is a lot of damage. That is I am sorry, my friend. All three of you get munched in very, very large dog jaws, and it hurts, and it also smells. Hey, Cole's at seven now. Okay. This is stage four, the street. So after you get munched, you guys go back to having uh, 20 feet ahead of the dog. So Cole, Alabaster, and Inara are all 20 feet ahead of the dog. Tracy is... Selfish, she's so far away. Tracy starts 40 feet away from the dog. So Cole's gonna take an action. Do it. So she's going to look next to her and she's going to put an arm around Inara's waist and she's going to hit a button on her chest and her jetpack is going to emerge. What? Yeah, what does your jetpack look like, Doge? It looks like basically Buzz Lightyear. Nice. Great. But a little bit more steampunky, so like less like colored white and green and more just super rusty and looking cool as hell. Nice. You can fly! And so with the uh, with the jetpack, I can move uh, 50 feet instead of 30. Mm-hmm. And with Icon. Inara, I am not doing more than 200 feet, so I can do whatever I want. Icon. Yes. Okay, so Alabaster's just gonna have to tough it out down there. Oh, uh, I'll fix him later. So you're just like zooming through this city street and all these office workers are just stepping out for their lunchtime. So they see <laughs> they see a robot man sprinting as fast as he can, a uh, tiefling with a jetpack zooming by with a tiny cloaked figure. And then right afterwards is a massive snarling 20 foot tall oatcake. Yeah. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I just want to say, that sounds so, pretty much right. That's yeah, so every Tuesday. Sounds about right. So Cole and Inara zoom up ahead, and you don't have to worry about any obstacle this round. Uh, Brandon, roll a d20. Oh, hell yeah, 17. All right. Yeah, there is going to be uh, a whole bunch of people streaming out to look at the oatcake, but I want you to stop them and get them to safety. How do you do it? I say, you there, stop. What? Call 911. <laughs> Get an AED. Um, all right. This is stage five, the alleyway. Tracy, uh, you hit a dead end um, because, you know, in the financial districts, streets just end. They um, do. And they you do. take a hard, and you see that there's an alley to your left, and you take a hard left, and everyone zooms behind you. I do have one more thing, and it's my voice changer. 
And what I want to do is I want to take my voice and like up the frequency in the octave real, real, real high and just scream at the dog to leave. So I think that's going to be a constitution saving throw for me. You pull this megaphone looking thing out of your backpack and the speaker looks exactly like a megaphone, but the back of it has this weird goofy smile which is attached to the speaker, like it's laughing open-mouthed, and there's a little trigger button at the bottom that where you put your hand. Cole holds it up to her mouth and squeezes the trigger and just screams. Okay, and I'm gonna do a constitution, uh, a constitution save. It's 11 for me. Oh no! I rolled higher. Oh, I rolled a 19. I tried tried so hard. So you scream into your voice changer and is as loud as you can. Um, Anari, you have to cover your ears because it is just too, too high. And the dog just barrels through with its mouth wide, wide open. Well, that didn't work as well as I hoped. Uh, Anari, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. 15 plus seven for a 22. Oh, hell Beautiful. yeah. Killing it. Okay. So as the dog barrels forward and reaches one paw up and swats Anara and Cole and a jetpack out of the air. Uh, Anara, with your dexterity saving throw, you you are managed to roll out of the jetpack, but you still take uh, nine points of falling damage. Does Cole also take nine points of falling damage? Cole takes more than that. Yeah, you take uh, 15 points of falling damage. Well, Cole's knocked out. Okay. So I'm an assassin. And uh, as part of the Assassin's Guild that I am maybe or maybe not in, I have something called Faction Safe Haven, where I have support from the faction of assassins that I'm in related to my chosen skill, which in my case is survival. So yeah. the minute I hit the ground, I am going to drag Cole's body toward the edge of the alleyway that we're in and look around to hope that someone has seen this chase happening and is here to realize that I am one of them. Yeah, uh, about 10 feet to your left, you see that there is a wooden door down a flight of stairs and a wooden door, and the wooden door opens from the inside. As we roll toward the side of the alleyway, I look around and orient myself. I see that door. I see it open toward me and realize that anything will be better than the danger that we are currently exposed to. So as we roll, I'm use our momentum to drag Cole toward that door, drag her down the stairs as I walk down those stairs backward, and into the wooden door toward whatever awaits us. Tracy, you are way too far. You have made it so far gone from your friends. You turn around and you don't see Inara, you don't see Cole. You just heard the sound of all this heavy metal crashing into the ground. And it's just you and a hundred feet and this massive snarling monstrous dog. Okay, okay, I got this. I got this. I can do this. Let's go! And the dog goes down on its front legs and drools on the ground, snarling one more time. And you hear someone calling from behind it. Hey! Hey! Here, boy! Here, boy! Come here! I got this really good ball for you. I have it. I got a good ball. And the dog turns around, and uh, you hear the sound of... You remember one of those vortex footballs? Like where that does a little whistle as you throw it? You hear it, you hear it go, <laughs> and the dog just scampers away, running after it. And standing behind where the monstrous dog used to be is a tall green orc woman who makes eye contact with you and says, You know, I don't do this for free. Join the Party is co-produced by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, and me, Eric Silver.
Special thanks to our creative consultants, Hetty Hunt, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Misha Stanton. Our visual design is by Allison Wakeman, the art mom, and our transcripts are by Nicole, with two L's, Seagert. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened, learn what could have happened, and answer your questions. You can keep the party going by following Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got merch, music from the show, and transcripts for every episode on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to a wonderful community in our Discord, exclusive merch, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another great way to help the show is to recommend Join the Party to a friend. Get them caught up fast by sending them the link to our start page, which contains our beginner episodes for those new to D&D, and our plot recaps at jointhepartypod.com start. Join the Party is a founding member of Multitude, an audio collective and consultancy. Type Multitude into your podcast app to subscribe to the fantastic other shows in our collective, Horse, Potterless, Spirits, and Waystation. Or find out more about us and access our resources for podcasters at multitude.productions. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.